amplifying voices from development perspectives and field fisher. Welcome to the sixth episode of our Amplifying Voices podcast series. In this episode, we are joined by Rasha. Rasha gives a heartfelt account of the circumstances which forced her to leave Syria. She shares this journey with her family and accounts how the family unit provided support and assurance along the way. Finally, she details how her hard work and diligence has allowed her to continue her education now in Ireland. You're very welcome, everyone, to um, our next podcast in our Amplifying Voices series. I'm very, very privileged to be joined by uh, Rasha today. Rasha has uh, an amazing story uh, to share with us. Without further ado, I'd like to to introduce you to Rasha. And Rasha, please uh, tell us a little bit about uh, the story and then tell us the story itself, please. First of all, thank you so much, Paul and Maria, to, for having me today. And it's it's a pleasure for me um, to uh, to share my story with you guys, which is uh, a, a real story uh, of my own life for the journey from you know Syria to Lebanon to here. So uh, my story uh, title is uh, "Looking for Life." Everything becomes missing for her: her smile, her sadness, for the separation of the homeland and the beloved ones or even her happiness at receiving news that should make her fly in the air and change the features of her sad face. Everything has become incomplete. Nothing can complete it and nothing can accommodate it. The war left nothing untouched. It destroyed the stone, the people, and even the memories of the beloved ones and friends. They left their homeland as if their souls were separated from their bodies and stuck to those ruined walls. They silently left as if they were the living dead, but the eyes are still chasing the shadow of absence, hoping their return one day. On that horizon, at the other end of the world, they left their belongings, a part of them. They didn't say goodbye to the neighbor's tears, and the street cat was still waiting for the cheese it used to every day. Here, a bereaved mother looks at the windows in anticipation of the return of her child, who went out years ago and hasn't returned yet. There, an old man whose threats of his woolen dress are still waving the laughter of his children and his wife, who died under the rubble caused by iron and fire. The ruins of that country were a witness of the greatness of the emperors who once ruled the world, and that soil perfumed the feet of the saints and prophets who passed through and lived in it. No one drank of its water, but returned to it after a while. How it not be that, where a clear mist quenches the hearts and thirst of poets and singers, and in its sea all the stories are hidden, where lovers whisper and converse in the moonlight. Everyone speaks one language, and when direct, the elder empathizes with the younger, and no one has never dared to produce uh, their lives or interface their own their, uh, with their faith. People of that land were blessed with warmth and love, a paradise that God chose to be a home to nurture and enjoy its bounties. And no one dictates who, uh, who governs them and no one draws a roadmap for them. Here, the first cities in history were established, and here, stories began to be written. 
but their lives were nothing but a mirage. And the truth is that there was an ogre who they were oblivious to, swallowing the ground under their feet and nibbling it little by little until it became shifting sand that swallowed up their children and took them forever. The features of the fatal began to appear little by little. Everything seemed different than before, as if a destroyer, hurricane blew, tearing apart everything that stood in its way. To tip the scales of everything too far in its own way and make it easier for the dirty genie who swimmed the earth and those on it, as if it was a legacy from his father. The streets and alleys were covered with iron and turned from places full of life and joy to funerals and places of condolence. Even the walls cried the hanging pictures of martyrs. The homes are sad and dilapidated and uh, the minarets embraced the church bells in a suspicious and deadly silence. Clouds of smoke floated in the air and the soil was shocked with the scattered lead caddies and a new gray age declared war. Pasha's father could not bear to see the young men among his children being killed one by one and nightmares began to haunt him. And at the speed of the wind, they left the country and left everything behind. Russia and her family's eyes were staring at the sky in panic. The torrents of bullets did not stop raining down on the neighborhood and its safe residents, and the rocket launchers did not differentiate any land that fell on. The family refused to bid farewell to the neighbors, hoping for a return soon. They took what they could of necessities and thinks and set out in their car to the unknown. The black clouds overlapped with Russia's tears that never tried. She was cuddling, she was cuddling her soft teddy with one hand and she intertwined her fingers with her only brother's fingers with the other. The earth was expanding with them little by little away from their house until they became a point in the horizon. They were received by their good relative, Uncle Imad, at his home in the Lebanese capital, Beirut. He was always generous and loving. Perhaps he relieved them of the trouble of the arduous journey. When their first night out of the, of the country was over, Pasha's father headed to Tripoli in search of a small apartment until the war ended. Soon, the family members began their journey in search of ways of life they were ignorant of. By the grace of God, Russia's parents were fortunate enough to work in one of the community schools. As for her, she joined the university to complete her studies in the Department of Arabic Language and Literature. After failing to complete second year due to the conflict conditions in her homeland. As for her brother, the circumstances didn't allow him to complete his studies in mechanical engineering, which he had begun at home due to the high cost of living in the new country. Instead, he worked hard in a shop, hoping things would improve and he would go back to his university. The situation in the new country wasn't better than at home. All family members had to work, 
so that they, they could continue and maintain the standard of life they had always been accustomed to. While on a visit to the school where her parents worked, Rasha met a young child and his mother who came to complain about the method of a teacher in teaching her some the origins of language and communication. Then only she approached the mother with a great interest and a nice conversation took a place between them. The mother offered Russia to give her some additional hours after school to support him and improve his level. The idea was a little scary as long as the teacher's daughter was well aware of the hardship the teacher goes through in getting the information to the students smoothly. Either he becomes a lumini, Firas Bacon, and an example of life, or he becomes a nightmare. Hence, the student hates the school and the teachers. She tried to keep her words locked in the throat, but the lips betrayed her. She found her hands shaking the mother's hands with a great enthusiasm. Her feelings were confused in a terrible mixture between the joy of her first job opportunity and her sense of responsibility towards that young child. Her studies at the university made her a distinguished girl who loved science and acquiring knowledge and was tempted by every new experience. But she did not know that her favorite hobby of learning the English language might turn into a good source of income for her and make her that young teacher who goes to the classes of her young students with all passion and love. It continued in that state for years with its sweetness and bitterness. And when every storm hit the small family's life, that family proved they deserve life until a new opportunity appeared on the horizon. A new country, finally quiet, pleasant place whose people gathered all the simplicity goodness and kindness. For Russia, Ireland was the safe heaven and a new home that surrounded her with the warmth and security she had missed for years. But what about her uh, undergraduate studies? She used to hear more about wars more than she read about them. Perhaps the sights of blood and destruction didn't equal her. When fate wanted Ireland to be her alternative homeland, her father told her about the horrors uh, of the war that the people of this country had suffered, which crushed everything and kidnapped the lives of fine young men. She listened well to him, as he was a high-level follower of international political news, and by uh, virtue of his work as a university lecturer and educator, he assured her that was a common denominator between the people of this country and the people of their lost mother country. And she had a contradictory feeling based on something strange and heartbreaking together. Is it reasonable that wars and tragedies bring people together and unite them? Yes, this happened after the two world wars. The peoples returned, united, forgot their pain and put their interests ahead of uh, enmities and revenge so that life could continue. She had always had that idea and even attracted her and made her feel safe that the people of this beautiful country had suffered the, the scourge of war in the, in the 80s of the last century. They understand the meaning of a person fleeing his homeland, leaving all his memories and relatives 
forgetting the places he passed and passing by, abandoning his friends and transcending uh, the terrifying growth of a flight that was throwing the lava of death and distributing the losses equally among all. A new life and a new faces are still surrounded by many question marks, chasing the scarf that she, that she wears on her head. Faces may smile at her with love and may not make her feel welcome at times or surprised at other times, perhaps not for her person, but for their ignorance of her culture and environment. She would yearn for any joy, see the homeland in all the streets and the faces of the people looking for friends who had been separated from her by the war. Russia did not despair of striving to build a new future for her life, despite all the frustrations that came her way. Perhaps the first of which was the resumption of her university studies, the, the ultimate and only goal for which she lived her, her life for. A year after arriving in the country, Russia enrolled in a new college of further education to do business administration as Irish law didn't help her to obtain government support or else she had to pay the tuition fees as an international student. It was a somewhat harsh period and it wasn't without challenges, but with the great courage, uh, it withstood that uh, hurricane and established her foundations in the ground. She continued her studies in pharmaceuticals at University of Cork she had the opportunity to get uh, a short work experience as part of her studies from time to time. She did not stop training in any field that opened the way for her to learn new skills. As for information technology, the University of Dublin was the opportunity of a lifetime when a friend sent her a link that includes a scholarship and he did not know at that time it was the world for her. On the orientation day, the university staff gave her a warm welcome and showered her with love. Everything was neat and orderly. And each of the university of officials gave a speech welcoming the new students. Only then she did feel that she had taken back the life that the war had stolen from her. She had a part-time part job in a community organization, but studying wasn't an easy a burden when it met with work. She could hardly breathe amid all these responsibilities, but with great happiness, she managed to success. And she is now in her third year, waiting for the arrival of the last academic year and eager to wear the graduation gown and join her brother who preceded her and graduated from the University of Limerick with honors for the specialty biomedical engineering. There is nothing good in war, except for its end and nothing gives us hope other than having a goal that we can uproot from the, the, the eyelids of the circumstances. No matter how dire, the homeland remains precious and the mother earth remains a part of the soul. If it goes, the soul goes with it and precise. The little family had no choice but to leave, either clinging to their land to death or leaving everything behind in search for life. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, thank you so much, uh, Rasha. Um, your your story is uh, is 
I, I know you've prepared it in advance for, for this podcast and it's 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 beautifully written um and there's there's some very beautiful beautiful use of language for what was obviously a very uh challenging uh, situation for for your family and many others during during the war but really paints a poignant picture for me um in, in my mind and and it was beautifully told so so first firstly thank you very much for for sharing that story with us it's very clear in the story that family plays a, a huge part um in your journey and and also continues to play a huge part in your life um and i suppose a question i i have hearing that story was how important was it um for you taking that very difficult journey to Ireland with your family and and how were you able to to support each other and I suppose keep each other feeling hopeful and and, and optimistic uh well I'd say um, you know uh, if you were like immigrant or like if you were let's say a stranger in a new society like life won't be perfect for you uh, and definitely uh, loads of uh, difficult circumstances and the challenging and challenges would be like surrounding you all around. But when you have a very supportive and understanding family, uh, that could maybe ease your journey in life. Um, they could, you know, support you, give you all the love that you want. Whatever you were disappointed, or whatever like obstacles you were facing, they'll be there for you to advise you. So I'd say support, love, and uh, I am a Muslim and um, in religion, like you will need to be optimistic because you know that there is uh, always God for you. Uh, God, will, God will be protecting you and will be um, showing you the right, the right place. And if that place or that door was blocked in your way, so you should know that that door like wouldn't be for you. You will need to wait until the good opportunity appears. Absolutely. And, you know, when, when I, when you were telling your story, I was thinking about a, an opportunity that, that's, um, you encountered, uh, when you were in Lebanon, um, and this is your story and you're certainly the hero of it. And, um, as, as you know, we, we, we've spoken a lot, um, privately about the hero's journey and that idea of, of a call to adventure and, I see very much a call to adventure when you were speaking to um, the, the woman and she offered you uh, some extra hours to, to help her child with the, with the English language. And you had this, this decision, will I, will I take this opportunity or will I, will I not take it? Because I, it's, it's a good opportunity, but there's responsibility. And then, you know, you weren't sure until the last minute and then you took that opportunity. I guess a question I have is what made you instinctively make that decision to say, yes, I'm going to take this opportunity. I will take this challenge and, and respond positively to this call to adventure. Yeah, uh, you know, as I mentioned in the story, as a, as a teacher's daughter, I'm really, uh, I am in the picture. I know uh, how the teacher really suffers, uh, you know, from teaching the, the children. It's just because it is really a huge responsibility you could feel with it. Uh, but I, on the other hand, I was, um, I was in the place that I could see the impact of, uh, of my father's uh, on those children, on those students. You know, um, I still remember like when, when we were home, 
I'd be like uh, with my dad in the street and he would be like meeting his, his old students. And uh, he will found out then like they become doctors, engineers, you know, like very VIP people in the society, which had really, um, it had an impact on me as well. Uh, I was so proud of my dad because I believe that the teacher make all the people in the society, not only the doctors, not only uh, the factors, not only the, the solicitors, all kinds of people in the, in the society. So this has encouraged me to take the challenge and uh, to be a part of that opportunity. I think that's the word uh, generation and, and what teachers have done for years. They've passed knowledge down through the generations. And your dad sounds like a really uh, wise man who's passed a lot of knowledge and, and skills and, and information to you that, um, that you, have, uh, you have shared then in, in, in that particular um, example. He also passed some, some knowledge and information about Ireland before, before you guys arrived and, and um, it allowed you to have that sense of, of connection um, even before arriving because seeing some, some similarities and possibly some historical challenges that were faced um, within Ireland. And of course, as, as you quite rightly mentioned, there's, there's many people who, when you meet them, they have a smile and are, are, are quite warm. But of course, there's there's the the dark side sometimes where, where people maybe aren't so warm or or, or welcoming. And um, as as you as you mentioned in your story, um, from your perspective, that um, perhaps this could be just a little bit of lack of knowledge um, uh, around your your um, culture and and tradition. I suppose um, given 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 this platform that you have, is, is there anything you would like to to say to people who maybe aren't so warm and, and friendly to maybe perhaps increase their knowledge that you know of course um i having having gotten to know you um through this process i know that we we have a a wonderful young woman um uh, arriving to our country who's who's so much to offer um um everyone you know so i'm just wondering is there anything that you would like to to, to say to people who maybe at the minute aren't so warm for for whatever reason i would tell the people who uh, as as what you just said uh they have a lack of understanding of the other cultures. I would say people, uh, you, you look to the United States of America, nothing could fill the United States of America, but the differentiate between cultures, uh, races, even us in Syria, we, we all speak one language and we all are like, um, we're all like one, um, let's say one nation, okay? But we do have some different races, uh, like we have the Syrians, we have the Kurdish, uh, and too, too, uh, too many other uh, races as well. Uh, what really could build up uh, all the creativity in the society. So uh, I'd say, don't be just uh, ignorant, don't be just uh, very isolated, if you know what I mean. If you maybe learn more about the other part, you might love him. You might uh, learn from him. You might, I'd say, swap knowledge, and this is uh, this is how humanity goes. Yeah, absolutely, and it, it kind of goes a little bit back to to your story about accepting your call to adventure, um, with teaching the 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 young uh, boy in in Lebanon because there was a little bit of a fear of the unknown there for you, 
And I mean, I guess your message to, to some people is to not be afraid of, of, of the unknown and, and to learn a bit more about the cultures and traditions. And, and you might, you probably will find there's a lot more in common than there is um, uh, different. So you're very, very close to, to graduating now. Uh, which is great. I mean, um, a, a long, a longer journey, of course, than you would have expected. But you know, it, the journey of of that particular part of your life is 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 coming towards completion. Well, what's what's next? What's the hopes for the future? Um, after after this? Yeah, definitely. Uh, getting a good job, and uh, like my, um, you know, my expectations won't stop at this level. Uh, like uh, the course that I'm doing at the moment uh, is uh, is a level seven is um, is a higher diploma level seven degree at the third year. However, the students uh, can, can at any stage complete until they get their bachelor sciences in management of information technology. But like um, I would prefer to stop at this level and continue uh, my level eight in in another field which is management. I had really a good understanding of business from my experience in the you know further education college and even in, in this college here uh, at the moment. Um, I have uh, uh, some um, some modules that that covers uh, this aspect. Let's say to complete my education to the level eight until uh, until having like a level eight uh, degree in management and also getting a very good job. And at the moment, I'm looking for for a car. <laughs> Uh, that's just, uh, let's say, the long term. I have long term goals, which is uh, having my own business and uh, launching my own book. Lots of uh, lots of plans, both short term and, and long term. Yeah. Um, the, the car, I mean, um, from someone who now has been driving a long time, be careful what you wish for, you know, because there's you know, a lot of. <laughs> A lot, of crazy, a lot of crazy people on the road um you know that that's uh, that sounds great um and yeah i mean uh, the book i mean uh, very very interested by that, by that idea because um you know based on the on the way you've kind of very quickly but very very beautifully put put your own story together and told it today for us um looking for you might have uh, someone who'll be first in line to to purchase um a book if if you write it um so yeah absolutely yeah um so i i suppose kind of fi finishing up our conversation i mean your story has is is um is is full of many uh many thought provoking kind of moments and many lessons and and messages i suppose what's the one message if i were to ask you that you would really like our listeners to 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 pay attention to yeah, it's just uh, one sentence. Don't stop chasing your dreams, whatever happens. Because uh, it's something very funny in life. Uh, if you want something so hard, so you'll get it at the end. Just if you hesitate to to get it. And and I I think I think um I would agree with that one. Uh, based on based on the story because it's just filled with with um resilience. Uh, with perseverance, with with um, with with the the drive to succeed, and and you know it it seems like um there's a you have a have a nice plan and a, and a nice pathway, and and I really wish you the, the best of luck in um in pursuing all these these plans, the cars, the the book, the 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 next part of your education, um I I feel very um 
honored to 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 have have spoken you to you today and to and to hear your story and um yeah i i i have no doubt that um the people listening will will take some some uh, really great inspiration from it so um thank you so much uh, rasha for uh for your openness your 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 honesty your beautiful way of words and um and for just uh for being you and um yeah thanks thanks so much again no no guys um i would say thank you first of all for giving me this opportunity to uh to share my story everyone knows uh, knows what is going on in his life but sometimes you will need to be uh let's say that uh, someone who's uh, looking at you if you know what i mean you'll be like uh, a stranger who's looking at your story so that you could maybe Think of that, think of that in, in your life. Maybe you could change this or you could change that, if you know what I mean. Uh, and this is what you, what you did to me today. So I say thank you for that. Thank you for listening. In our next podcast, Field Fisher's legal team will share with us the challenges that refugees faced regarding family reunification and accessing proper accommodation in Ireland. See you the next time. Amplifying voices from development perspectives and field fishers.